0: Good evening, good evening, good evening. Let's get right into another KG, Fifth Ward, Wildcat, and Doc podcast.
1: Fellas, how are you? Doing okay.
2: Doing well. Rested well. Rested well.
1: Rested well. Rest well. Doing well.
2: Good you deal. Getting ready for a big trip after listening to you all do your thing in New York?
1: Well, I don't know now. Cause <laughs> Wait, where are you headed?
2: Portland, Oregon. Well, that's that's a nice place. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's kind of chilly there, but yeah, kind of nice chilly. place. Kind of wet weather now. I had
2: to do this trip. To fortify what I do academically. But I had another professor that was, that is going on a trip that I kind of now regret. He's headed to Jamaica. I could have partnered with him right okay, that's, oh! that's a
0: mistake then you made there, sir. Yeah, well,
1: You know, that's the way, you know, it's two-headed coin. Two-sided coins, you know. Yeah, when you flip for them, you gotta be calling correctly.
2: Yeah, I had to pay you the pipe on that one. But I, I this one is, uh, is one that is academically I need to make sure I attend National Association of Sports Sociology. Yeah,
1: Oh, uh. Oh, ah. Oh. Gonna do a little bit of uh, information and a, and a lot of teaching and said, Listen up, fellas. I got something to say.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we gonna bring it. We're gonna do some reports like I traditionally do about the HBC landscape. We're gonna talk about the 1974, look at Pan Africanism uh, globally from the Howard University soccer team, which is the 40th anniversary of 1974. You heard me talk about it once before. Uh huh. But we'll, we'll look at that from an academic perspective. Uh, point of view, some theory in there with, uh, obviously, the Civil Rights Movement uh, up to the Pan-African Movement uh, and how that kind of transitioned to looking at the uh, blackness of that era, if you would, the coin terminology, black power, and those kind of things. Then we'll transition into some other HBCU platform where we look at the uh, classic HBCU X classic in regards to the traveling abroad for students, how did that work out? And so pretty excited about pretty excited about this round on this trip. A lot of papers. Also did a sneak peek. I'll uh, give you some information and I'm partnering with another professor here, Doctor Flowers, who did a case study analysis which is kind of modern in terms of some of the subjects we've approach last week with regards to UNC and the scandal. Yeah. She looked at it from a student population, particular HBCU. So we're talking about a uh, larger component of African-American students, had some other minority students in there as well, and looked at the coin of the word snitch. What does it mean in terms of urban community, hip-hop community, uh, mm-hmm. and would platform? And did they see that as somebody that was snitching Uh, a whistleblower term. And most of them actually said the difference between snitch and whistleblower in their mind coined terms which was intriguing in a lot of ways when you're talking about young people because you never know that they saw it as more of a whistleblower the key breakdown that they see uh, between whistleblower and snitch not that I agree or disagree but just intriguing to learn was the fact that they see snitch as somebody who's going out of their way to provide information to authorities when it, when the incident doesn't directly affect them no. versus whistleblowers when something obviously directly affects you and you report it. They see those differently through two totally different lenses, uh, which was intriguing in its way. And I think it's worth studying reporting uh, about that as egregious as I thought. The incident was at University of North Carolina and how they trying to pitch and hold it on basically two professors that they kind of sh- see me sh- as if they sh- were shooting to, to the side now. Yeah. Obviously, ironic that it was in African American studies, if you would. But the fact that the coaches who were making all this money and administrators making all this money basically had no direct correlation to us, or at least that's what the study suggests, which is
1: I find that interesting, yeah. Hard to imagine, that, really. It, it,
2: and the fact that it went back almost 20 years. Yeah. That, that's that's why I find the, it hard to, to, to believe. Team, yeah. yeah, to suggest this to the dean of coaching over there, the DT that a lot of people like to see him as, but uh, kind of dust that. And it's kind of odd that two of the largest DTS out there in terms of uh, football with Joe Paterno, and obviously with the cross that he has to bear negatively and to some degree. Dean Smith now, those two entities, the corruptness that uh, is attached to them to some degree, no matter how you feel about it, is interesting to me. And uh, I just felt it was quite criminal that you essentially had black boys. I know a lot of people would like to call them men or young men, but essentially when you frame it, mm-hmm. the, the lack of information they were had and, and the, all how they were taken advantage of in a lot of ways. Girls these, too. Yeah, and we're going I was gonna girls add too, too now that these black boys and now we're talking these black girls in regards to that were playing for privilege essentially. This white privilege. All you right. Want to coin it in that notion where it really doesn't matter about their education essentially. You know, they can take advantage of it. Great if not, they're exploitable. No big deal. They should have known better, or they should have found a way to take advantage, of, nice. or they should have made things right. Yeah, and I think a lot of ways that's uh, sad. Uh, in many ways, if you really ask me, legally, I would almost want to call it criminal to 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 do people like that. But that's my kind of opening shot, if you would. And well, we're going to continue that. Yeah, right good, now because good. of this. A few days ago,
0: <clears throat> the NTAA released their. Recent graduation rates No, oh, here we go showing 84 percent of their athletes who entered college in 2007 2008 earned a degree within six years. That's a two percentage point increase over last year's previous high mark. The four year average of 82 percent is another record of one percent from the 2013 report. State schools, president right. Emmert, it's all over. Yeah, I'll talk about it. Okay, in, uh, president Emmert. Said, also, said there were increases increases in almost all demographics in the one year measurement. Um, almost. But the that critics was. will say they keep balking at the interpretation of these numbers, citing recent academic scandals such as North Carolina, as Doc touched on, Notre Dame suspending their five football players in August. So, is Syracuse football I means basketball being investigated for for their led rules of violations regarding academics. And I want to read a couple of quotes here. One is from Oklahoma professor Gerald Gurney, president of the Drake Group, not the Aubrey I'm Graham Drake Group, mm-hmm. which is an NCAA watchdog. Quote, What really is happening is that athletes are being funneled into the majors of least resistance. They really based on their athletic commitment, do not have an opportunity to pursue an education at all, much less a world-class education, end quote.
1: Now, oh. are, are you finished with that?
0: I mean, it as far as reading? No. Okay. One more quote from Dr. Gurney, Professor Gurney. I think what you see at North Carolina, at Syracuse, at Notre Dame, is that marginal students are being forced to commit academic dishonesty or... The universities are joining them in an effort to keep them eligible and retaining them. I'm sure that's not what Mark Emmert wants to hear, but it's the truth,
1: end quote. All right. That just brought up a topic that just chased my butt. Uh, Because I bring up uh, what happened during my brother's recruiting uh, period. Graduating number five in his class. Uh, had offers across the country. Uh, most of it, a lot of, uh, uh, it was even out. It was three and three, three private, three public. Um, one was, uh, University of Texas, one was Baylor, and one was Boston College. Uh, the, the private schools was Rice. Um, who was it? Who else? Um, I'm trying to think of the other two, but I know locally here it was, it was Rice. U of H wasn't on there, wasn't on there riser, But to make a long story short, Um, one school that I didn't mention only because I'm, uh, uh, they don't exist in my, in my eyes since the day that that happened at home. Person that was, that was in home visit basically said point blank in in front of my mom that we don't allow our student athlete, uh, our football players to take certain curriculum in engineering while they're in school. We prefer that they take business classes or uh, liberal arts, especially the first two years. And being who I am and what was what was sacrificed for me to go to college, I basically stood up and said, you can get out. You, you can get, just get up out of my house right now and don't come back. I don't care what you put out there, you know, to call your buddies or whatever, but in this house, that is no option. I said, sacrifices were made by my mom and my dad for me to go to college. That's the, the objective. It stayed that way, and it's still going that way. You can get up and leave. And yes, the person was white. My mom didn't say a word. he looking at her, and she, she nothing with her mouth. I thought that was the best thing to do, because I wanted to just, just knock him into the, into the wall. But my voice spoke up first. He was slow about moving, but he eventually got up and left. But to, right. it, but to make but to make a long story short, and, I'm, and I'll be done with it. My brother ended up going to UT on an academic scholarship in chemical engineering. To this day, that's probably the best. That, that, I'm more proud of that than I am getting than him getting an athletic scholarship and going up there and playing. And he ended up working his way on the team. Had a uh, Serious knee injury in the spring workouts, and had to have uh, a reconstructive surgery. And this was back years ago when they was doing yeah,
2: when they was still the, trying to figure out the yeah, head yeah
1: head when they were trying to figure out what they were doing medical value yeah.
2: of rebuilding
1: the knee knee, and uh, didn't didn't uh, ended up didn't didn't uh, yeah, make I didn't it fall. But I'm, I'm saying that to say this for too long, we've all just kind of like watched that happen. And for whatever reason, someone of of our uh, uh, ethnic background has not been in a position to uh, grab hold of that subject and totally change it or rewrite the the, the, the curriculum. You know, and I'm being nice now because this is a podcast and I can't go off and just what I would say if I'm sitting down and I got something in front of me. But yeah, I understand. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very really
2: But well, one thing I wanted to add it because I think your 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 story puts this in context in terms of a personal individual. But outside of that, I think it's important to understand that the NCA does a wonderful job, in my opinion, in a lot of ways. It, it provides some dishonesty. They they have the ability to write the story in a way <laughs> that really puts a good spin on what they're doing. So they aggregate all that data. So they do a composite of all the different sports and look at the graduation rate and it's high, which they should be commended. But you have a different story when you start to disaggregate this data into different groups. Sometimes those are groups in regards to sports, Uh football, men's basketball. When you start to pulling back the layers of this onion, uh, if you're not careful and you're too close to this onion, you know what happens. You start to cry because some of the statistics are in my opinion, very bad. And when you start to slice it in terms of ethnicity, uh-huh. particularly in those sports that we just talked about, yeah, which happen to be the sports that are generating the largest of amount of revenue, which are allowing the other sports, which do not make up the same ethnic background, which means, again, it goes back to that framework I'm saying, where you have this uh, black boys, if you would, playing for this white privilege, whether it's other white privilege so they can play and go to school for free, and, and do things for their community, or whether it's the white privilege that are actually making money off of the individuals as coaches, commissioners, athletic directors, presidents, and so forth, executives of sporting organizations across the board. But to give you a further example of this and how, as that professor suggested, one of the areas is not only are they aggregating the data, but also they're not providing a clear picture of what are the majors of some of these students. In this case, where you starting to see that they have research that shows that many of these players are clustered in these degrees. Now, again, if people like a major and they happen to be all in it, we'd say fine, but what we know about sports and all this negative information, it's hard to believe that that is just the case, that they happen to be going into it. When we know there are a lot of cases where players have told us directly, other studies which show this is that they're actually pushed in certain majors. And oftentimes those majors are majors that are easier for them to put themselves in a position to continue to be academically eligible. And actually oftentimes there's studies out there where they see players that actually are graduating in majors uh, doing things that they really didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. But they were told by a coach or advisor that this is the best way to stay
3: oh. eligible
2: and keep your scholarship. So it's disconcerting in a lot of that. You see the fact uh in this study that looks at Duke, which was ranked one of the highest number twelve in the nation in terms of their success rate. And obviously people are gonna look at Duke basketball. Um Duke uh of the twenty six Blue Devil team, seventeen posted a perfect one hundred percent. And see these are sports such as uh not only baseball, men's basketball, but you yeah, have fencing, men's golf, men's tennis, men's cross country, track and field. Uh, As you said, women's basketball, women's fencing, field hockey, women's lacrosse, women's soccer, women's swimming and diving, women's tennis, women's cross-country track and field and volleyball, which are tremendous sports for people to play. And and these students uh, are doing a great job by participating in play. But when you start to look at the lens in terms of what ethnic background these individuals are playing, you start to see some different things come over the top. You have the other case where you look at North Carolina that obviously – it's just in the midst of that study, you know, they're having graduation rates uh, at 88% uh, in in basketball. But we know what the scandal is. So what is that really saying? You have a great rating, but are you really doing justice to your students? Uh, the ACC uh, had an 81.1. Uh, but as you look at the Power 5, that was one of the best in terms of Power 5, where you had um, an average of 84%. Which had the ACC graduating at eighty eight percent. Remember, this is I'm all I'm the sports come come all. Oh. I'm here, and so here. there there are a lot of issues there that we need to make sure that we're looking at all this and do not just take NCA as if they're really looking at the best interest when they know that there's a goal that they have achieved and and, and really look closer and saying, all right, what does this really mean? Uh, are you really educating students or are you uh, running a business? in such a way that you're generating revenue. And we understand it's a business. Oh, yeah. But where we, or at least where I have a problem with a business is when it's run in such a way that only a few get to generate all the profits off the backs of others in such a way that they truly do not get any benefit. It's like that, just pay them. If they lose the money, fine, at least they had a chance to to get the money.
0: Thank you for that.
2: <laughs> now we're going to tie into to some what we to, were this
0: past week. Yes, Thank sir. you for that. A couple comment. of folks had some
1: real comments comment about of that.
0: that. Dr. Cavill, we were in New York, Wildcat and I were in New York a few days ago for the men's and women's basketball meeting day for the American Athletic Conference. Right.
1: Say that again. The American, not the act. The, the American
0: Athletic Conference. Basketball. Yes, sir. Basketball, yes. The men's and women's and as you touched on you just said there about paying the student-athletes, head coach, Gina Oryema during, during the uh, coaches' panel discussion led by my friend and colleague, LaChina Robinson. Grabbed the mic from somebody. Who did a great job, as always, as she always he, does. He, he, does. He, yeah, he, he has something done. to say. He always does. <laughs> and he said during – during I should, and I should have recorded this with my digital recorder, but I, I was tweeting, and I got to figure – we have to figure out a way to tweet
4: uh, and, and we're
1: record we're all at the same time, try record. to encompass everything. Yeah. That's that's, I, I did pick it up on the on the video though, and that's you, good. You, you can see that at uh, AKSV the CSR, dot so on YouTube. So we we got you covered, right You yes. got to listen. We got you covered. But
0: Coach Oyema said he has no problem with um, and there is comments from uh, quite a few companies. Uh Hall of Fame college basketball writer Dick Weiss, who was writing for the American Conference Men's Women's Basketball, go to the w- website theamerican.org. He has comments and quotes from Zeno during the sports panel, and one of the comments was from Coach Ojema that he did not have a problem with student athletes or players being paid,
1: just as long as he could fire them if they stunk or underperformed. So he went about it with the employee employee attitude, which I think was is the correct way to go. Am I wrong?
2: No, yeah, I think it's fine. But what's what they always give you these little quick. Nothing's a sound bite that get people excited because they like to hear, because you have a group of people that do not think, and they still have this old refrain where you look at this term that they want to use student-athletes and college-athletes. So they'll throw these little things out there about they'll have to pay taxes or they'll get fired. But the problem you have with this, and I have to put this in there okay is that when you do that and you create this environment, that means they can also negotiate a contractual agreement. And you know, just like at the professional level, on a Contractual agreement, uh, you can only fire people based on the contractual agreement that was set and signed. Uh, they can fire people now. We know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's not try to act like they're saying something that's not really true, uh, just such that they can continue to market and make money off the value in, in this country where in no other circumstances could you do that. Go ahead.
1: But, it's, it's, it sounded good, but also it made it somewhat sense. The only issue I have with that, with that process is that most kids coming out of high school, and I'm saying it because that's who, that's who they are, don't understand what it is to negotiate a contract.
2: Nobody does. That's and, why and, you, that's and, why you go get an agent.
1: And, and with that, and, and that's my point. How do you bring the third party into that process that's allowable by what they use, uh, the, what's the reference that the NCAA does, use uses does, now, uh, a friend and a, a family. I'm going to answer you a question. Qu- how
2: does the coach do it?
1: It's always a third party. He pays for how it. How does the athletic director do it? Third person.
2: How does the president of the university do it?
1: Third person.
2: How does the commissioner do it? Third person. So everybody can do it and not have a problem with it, except when it comes to college athletes. And... Stop with all this malaise and all this BS. But it's it, what it is. How, but you how all do you, are it, trying to protect the system that allows a very small percentage of those involved of it to make all the money, to my, make ninety-eight percent of the money. But my quest- those that actually are generating
1: most of the interest off the money. But my question cannot is, cannot make any money. How, that is un-American. Okay. That may be, and that's who we are. Because it, that happens no, every day. that's not who we are. That's, that's who, what we that, are dealing with. In the corporate world, that's what they how We are a country
2: that at times finds a way when things are wrong it. to change the system to try to make it right. How? That's what the country is about. But how does bottom
0: they, bottom line is what? when a rich corporation has a handout, it's called a tax break.
1: Yes. When a poor person has a handout, it's called a welfare. Correct. Now, and so it's how you spend it. How do you get the third person involved? In, 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 how do you get that third person looking out for the best interest of that kid? Not, not for not for anything else, just for the kid. On a contract where you where you got the the rooming board, the, the the school and all, and the kid agrees to. Does that really matter? All, all coaches
2: having the best interest of the kid.
1: No no, 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 no. All I'm athletic directors having not, the best interest of the I'm not, de- I'm the not the dealing either. with that. Right now. You ask the question, but, but you, I, you're I,
2: setting up in such a prism then and that's where I want to put, put it at. That's where I want to put it at. And that's where I want to put it at You're by. not going to force me to look at something just in a way that allows you to prove your argument. That's why I am who I am. Well, I'm Vince. going to open up the discussion okay, or too. dialogue in such a way that it is broader. In spe-
0: in oh, okay. That. Hold that thought. I, I've got the article from Dick Weiss with some of the more quotes and comments from uh, Gino. And I want you to hear this. I do. Quote, it's Gino, and we're going to hear a lot more of Gino in this podcast, trust listeners. We did our work. did work, and I love Gino's comments. He's a, he's a great for quotes.
2: Yeah. Quote, I, I, agree with
0: that. I think there's a sense of entitlement in college. It's all about the welfare of the student athlete. What about the welfare of the coaches? It's all about the welfare <laughs> of the student athlete. What can we do to make their experience better? How much money can we give them? How much more, how much more food can we give them? How many more resources can we give them? What are they giving back? They show up for two hours and they go home. I think emphasis needs to be on listen, we're giving you guys a lot of money to go to school here. We need you to get better every day, every week, every month, every year. This is the quote that we touched on earlier. This whole idea of paying athletes, I'm all in favor of paying athletes. I'm all in, pay, all in favor of them being employees. I'm also in favor of them, of firing them if they're not any good. That's the whole point right. that we touched on there.
2: I agree with that. I, I don't have a problem with that. But they'll, they'll, they'll spin that in such a way because people will clap and be like, see, I don't want to do that. But the problem with that is, is it's always the people in power that, that want to control everything to try to spin it and suggest that you don't have the responsibility if you say, you can't handle this.
1: That's always mentioned in corporate work.
2: So whenever I have the power and I see it loosening up and people taking away, the first thing I say, no, then I try to ignore it. The third thing is I try to do is start to spin in like, you can't handle all the power. You, you, we got to help you. We got to protect you. So Gino is just being a coach. He's just playing through the system. He understands that it's about to come to an end. So they resort to that third and fourth level of diatribe to try to suggest to people, see, we really have y'all best interest. Y'all only here for two hours, which we know is a lot. We know that they are much more than that. Not as long as the coaches, but the coaches are also getting paid. So if you pay them, then we could agree that they should be there alone. If you pay them and you set up the contract, we would agree that if they don't live up to the contract, they'd be fired. But as I said, many would people would say if they don't live up to the scholarship, as we just heard about last week when we talked about the uh University of Tennessee uh-huh. with the track coach. Yeah. Uh, weren't those girls released of their scholarship without yeah. reason? Isn't that essentially mm-hmm. being fired? Yeah. Yep. So what's they, the damn
1: difference? Because they, they went from this a way. Four if you to... fire
2: them, at least they're under contract. At least they have some protection. Yeah. So you want all the power. I'm listening. You want I'm listening I, I, to I, I you. I that, hear you. I did that dramatic pause. I hear
1: it. I hear you. That's what we're getting to, really. But at some point, we have people you, that want the power. But it, it's you know, and I'm
4: not gonna listen to
1: it. You know, all three of us know in corporate America, for whatever reason, there's been a mentality that as long as I'm the person that's writing the check. Until you can write my check, I'm telling you what you what's going to be done. That's true,
2: but it's it's, also based on the framework of the business. That's why you have this large political schism that really tries to figure out what is the best framework for corporate America in regards to those on one side of the landscape that believe that you should have this corporate entity, this big power structure you said that essentially just tells people what to do. And you have this other one where they look at the labor unions that create a working condition as such that there's a relationship between those that are operating the organization and those that are working in the organization in such a way that they have to agree to some contractual framework of how they will both benefit from this relationship. I'm of the ilk that believes that if you have two people that are in union, no matter what the union is, no matter who, provides the largest component of that union at some point for the union truly to the work there has to be a partnership and that partnership can't be two ways I mean excuse me can't be one way it needs to be two ways
1: to what extent
2: to the extent that it allows the relationship to be successful
1: That's okay
2: All
1: right. who are you
0: sir how can folks find you on the internet
2: I'm Dr. Kenyatta Cavill sports management professor you can find me on the internet directly at by email at cavil at thg-agency.com that's k-c-a-v-i-l at thg-agency.com you can follow me on social media platforms of like twitter instagram as well as facebook at dr kenyatta cavill D r k e n y t t a c a v i l and that's pretty much where you can find me throughout the landscape. Later in the show I'll give you some other information in terms of other ways that you can listen to me as well.
1: Well, okay. You can find me Facebook, Twitter, JL Whitley 1 Jerry Lee Woodley Jr. uh YouTube, Tweetdeck, uh and I'm missing one uh Blogger at AKSV, the, CSR, the yeah, College so many Sports Report. You
2: can't keep up with them all. That's, all t- right. and, and That's you, good though. Look, you gotta and, get
1: the people what they want. You know, and and folks are starting to. It must be a good month. I must have did something right somewhere along in the last three or four weeks because everybody's calling this week. Good. Folks will hunt me down at the at the football game and all yesterday. I it, it, I was amazed, but uh, it tells me they like what they see. Like working up the kind of work that I'm putting out and everything. And, I, it, and I, trust me, I am very appreciative because they are talking real. They're not just talking, they're talking real. That's, uh, that's great. And that, that's different. It's, it, that, that's it's different, different than what it has been. That's great and that's different. But,
0: yes, sir. You know what that butt is? I'm not even gonna say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gonna say no more butt about that butt. Okay. <laughs> nah.
1: That's what I mean by real. Okay. That's that, what I mean by that's, real. that's that's, that's why
0: I'm what saying I'm outstanding. Real. That's great. There we go. Now, I'm,
1: Mr. Mr. Am, Mr. stepped up to the next level and I'm and, rising up the sports one, media two, ladder. One, two, three tier up. And uh, Doc and I are starting to have. We're gonna have to step by game up some well, kind of well, way.
0: We'll We'll see how how that comes out. But yes, as at it is hinting at. I am KG of. The Houston Round Ball Review website, HoustonRoundBallReview.com. Also, www.thehrr.com. Houston Round Ball Review on YouTube. Houston Round Ball Review on Instagram. Got a lot of folks who like stuff I posted last night from the Rockets Celtics beatdown. Rockets put on the men in green on Instagram. Like Of course, a few of those had to do with the power dancers. But anyway, um, hey, you got to do what you got to do. do. Exactly. But yeah, the Rockets. you the people with the war. That's, right. hey, that, that's, ro- that's Roll through the Celtics 104 490. Game wasn't that close. But on uh, Twitter at T H E H R Review, I'm going to touch on this before I get into what Wildcat was hinting at. Wildcat and I have interviews with Commissioner Michael Resco of The American on each of our YouTube channels. You can go bo- and yes. both of those are good. And I'm going to toot each of our horns. I didn't see anybody else print-wise, interviewing Commissioner Oresco one on one like we did. Each of us did. So. Yep. And he did also say during each of our interviews, he referred to us by name Chris, Jerry, blah, 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 etc. This. Jerry this, I think this. Well, Chris, this. So you get that kind of rapport with the interviewee. That's that's good stuff. Yeah. And he made a point to tell both of us that the American is not a what? A mid-major
1: subpar conference.
0: Yes. Now, he did <laughs> He did say that they do have work to do yeah. in terms but of getting everybody, like the, the lower-tier teams, to rise to up? rise up, but they are not a mid-tier conference. No, by no means. And he said he, some of the things that, that the other Power Fives. The Group of Five. A a group, group, excuse, group, the Group of Five. He, he refers
1: to them as a Group of Five because he says that's how they're starting to re- refer to themselves. I was like, okay. Yes. I and remember that and some of the I start correcting people some going the call the power five because, because some of the
0: <laughs> some of the ads and branding news. that they the only, american is doing is involving power yeah that they are have power they have yes. champions in the conference they they are the basketball power that's why champs are in the american they are the ones they are the ones who have the power when it comes to basketball yeah, if you <laughs> the winner
2: <laughs> and you hold up you that trophy, trophy. There's a lot and of truth in that power. I was talking this, about earlier.
0: That's yeah. why I brought the word power up. So you got to. See, to, see, he's. So, so, <laughs> like I said, go to each of our YouTube channels and listen to the interviews. That's good. For that both of us. Yep. On the conference that's holding both trophies right now. Right. And that's two years in a row. Right. The two years of the existence, they have both yeah. champions, yeah. men's, women's basketball. Yes. All right. But. Everybody, everybody ain't able. The United everybody States Basketball Writers Association this summer asked, was. Created a process to credential online journalists and they asked
1: members to
0: to submit their information website information website URL cetera, the what they do and who you cover etc in order to give the college sports information directors Co and other media outlets and a better understanding of who is a Legitimate online journalists. Um, the November issue of the Basketball Times has a section called Tip Off. On page one of Tip Off, they list the 14 online entities that they have, that the USBWA has credentialed for the 2014 2015 season. And I'm very proud to say Listen up. that HoustonRoundBarview.com is one of those 14 that has been endorsed as a legitimate online journalist.
2: Yeah, and that's because a lot of work, a lot of years of service that allowed that to happen. This is not just a Johnny-come-lately or a situation where you are able to brand your name in such a way to do it. This had to be work that was done from the ground level. And so uh I would like just to take the time to say Congratulations on being able to get that announcement, and it's significant. And we need to make sure that we recognize that.
0: Thank you, sir. And I think we're going to. This is a step in the process of us getting to where we all want to get. Yes. So yep, it's just another step in the journey. Yep. Of Houston Round Bar View, College Portrait Report, yep. T H G Agency. Yep. All of us are going to get there. So we're gonna help each other. We're gonna pull each other up. Yep, up that ladder. Yes, sir.
1: No
2: question. Yes, and sir. And kind of second that to let you know that we all are making moves to, to support that. We're under a platform where we actually are working with Greg Moore of the SIAC. That's the NCAA Division II mm-hmm. uh, conference that is made up of uh, mainly HBCUs. They have uh, brought in a non-HBC program first time in the history. Uh, kudos for them. Oh, for breaking, okay. Uh, that barrier, uh, but it was founded as a conference for HBCU institutions that had similar like makeups. He thought it was important. He read a research paper that I did with a colleague from the University of of Connecticut. Oddly enough, uh, Dr. Cooper um, that. Uh, as well as a colleague of ours that is uh, working on his dissertation at Texas A&M University. So he will soon be a doctor as well in terms of Jeremy Cheeks. And Cooper's first name is Joseph, Dr. Joseph Cooper. Make sure I put all that. Mr. Jeremy Cheeks, Professor Cheeks, if you would, uh, speaking in the sense soon-to-be Dr. Cheeks as well, wrote a paper that looked at HBCU's uh, in regards to the empowerment of the HBCUs diaspora, of the African community, past persistence, past, uh, current, and persistence in terms of what was going on, w- what will things look? And he happened to read it, and he fell in love with the article in terms of research paper. And he said, "I would love for you all to have a platform to provide this information." So he's looking at creating a think tank, if you would, for HBCUs, with us being some of the lead researchers, professors, to dig down into some of that information in terms of providing a service for HBCUs. So we're excited about that. We'll be at the SIAC basketball game because we're going to create a symposium, three-day symposium to bring in some of the the country's intellectuals to talk about HBCU, uh, some of the positive initiatives that HBCUs are doing, obviously, both academically and athletically, uh, what may be some things they could do to even strengthen what they do to a broader extent. So uh, we're going to lead those efforts, and we'll never know where this it's going to go, and so uh, I think that's a great opportunity mm-hmm. to showcase that.
0: And this is where I put on my money hat, and say, listeners, you have if you have some sponsors, or if you're a sponsor yourself and want to sponsor these outstanding podcasts, you can get in touch with us. Our podcasts are on iTunes. They're on SoundCloud.com. We do have listeners throughout the world. Trust me when I say that. If people from Germany and uh, South America who listen, listen to our podcast.
2: I know the Caribbean as well.
0: It's Caribbean as well. So we're, we're global. These podcasts are Global. We are sharing our insight that you probably don't hear from other places, but there are great podcasts elsewhere, but we are proud of what we do. So if you want to become a sponsor of the podcast, we've all let you know how you can contact us. You can go to the Facebook page for the KG Fifth Water Wildcat and Doc uh, podcast and go to that page. You can contact us via Twitter, contact us via email. And if you want to become a sponsor, please do so. Feel free. We're getting into my sports season of basketball wildcat is sport sport although that's why he's a college sports reporter so he's never he never rests he's got he's got football (laughs) basketball baseball softball etc and doc we're going to get into your hbcu football uh, report in in a few moments now let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor thg agency
4: Are you looking for business strategies and services in the areas of sports management, educational leadership, and project management for your sports camps, AAU teams, local business, or athletic department? Well, you come to the right place. THG Agency is the Heritage Group. It is a fully integrated sports entertainment, educational leadership, and project management consulting company focused on sports leadership and educational administration. With six areas of consulting expertise, sports business management, educational Sports Assessment, Data Analysis, Educational Curriculum Development, Advanced Leadership Execution, and Statistics Solution Consulting. Our services are well-defined but tailor-made for our clients we represent. For more information, give us a call at 281-330-1341 or email us at info at thg-agency.com You can also visit the website at thg-agency.com
0: Thanks once again to thg Agency for sponsoring our podcast. But I want to piggyback a little bit more with the reason why we were in New York for the right. men, uh, men's and women's basketball media days for the American. Two things. Real quick. Calling all Houston Cougars. Calling all Houston Cougars who are current students, who are graduates, who are friends, parents, etc. If you have ties and connections with the University of Houston, as I do, I'm a proud alum, but I urge you to go to the Houston Round Bar View channel on the YouTube channel or go to my men's who's blog and read the comments from head coach Kelvin Sampson. The title of the blog is Kelvin Sampson. I needed to go to a program that needed me. I have quotes from Coach Sampson from his direct interview with me as well as part of uh, his interview with Dick Weiss. Both of us were there, so we both recorded it. But I also have, you can listen to and watch the video of Coach Sampson on the YouTube channel, Houston Round Bar Review, about the importance of the basketball facility that is being built on the University of Houston campus. And I posted it on a very popular U of H message board. I had people on Twitter who read it on the Houston Round Bar Review Facebook page as well as seeing the video on the Houston Rambar YouTube channel. Got numerous, numerous views, uh, kudos, shouts out for the comments. Got alums who are anxious to become season ticket holders because of some of the comments. If truly, if you are someone who loves the University of Houston, you need to go watch the video Basic quote right here that you can read in the blog post that I that I wrote. Hawthorne's hasn't changed. Let's just take it a step further. Go a little step step back. <clears throat> yep. Talking about the commitment of the basketball facility. Why is it important? It speaks to commitment. Kids want to know your program is important. What Houston basketball has been in the past is not important. It's not important. Look at the things we can control. We can control our facilities and our facilities will dictate the level we can recruit. And recruiting helps you win and helping win brings fans to the games. That's why I'm excited about building this program. We can do this. We can do this. This is not a pipe dream. Hall Finds hasn't changed since Dream, you know, Kim Lodge left or Clyde. So when we sat down and talked about coming here to the University of Houston and taking over this job, my priority was facilities. We have to get better. The basketball coach at the University of Houston cannot be at a competitive disadvantage because of facilities. That's just a little taste of the video comments that he, that he made. So I'm telling you, go to Houston Round Bar Review's channel on YouTube. Go to the men's hoops blog on HoustonRoundbarView.com. Watch the entire video. It's roughly four minutes long. It will get you hyped up. And... Ready for the basketball season, which is just a few days away. If you haven't bought tickets, get your tickets. If you don't support the university, support the university, et cetera. But that's one great thing about going to the media day that I got from that on men's, on Wednesday for men's basketball. Thursday, Wildcat and I, and I think Doc been a part of these conversations as well, mm-hmm. have said that women's basketball in the American It's a one-bid league. It's UConn and everybody else. Here we go. (laughs) We've said that for a few weeks now. That's that's, that's the way it is. Now, we did say, because we talked about the schedule when ESPN announced it and the matchups, and there was one matchup that involved UConn and a American Conference opponent. And that opponent is USF, South Florida. South Florida was picked number two in the preseason conference poll. They received a first-place vote. So UConn did not get all the first place votes. But that's mainly because the cat coaches cannot vote for their own team. So Gino voted for South Florida. As Jose Fernandez, the head coach of South Florida, told me in his interview with me that you can also go to see on Houston Rombar View YouTube channel. But Yeah, we worked. We worked. We worked and we worked. That's right. And we we didn't just walk around and be tourists now. Correct. And we said, I said this last week that there was a coach who said that the American is not a one-bid league. It's a multi-bid league. I didn't say who that was in last week's podcast. Well... And I didn't ask that person either.
1: No, I take that back. I did. At, at, I referenced it differently. That coach
0: was also there. I referenced it different. But that coach is not Gino oriyama mm-hmm. who has higher standing than anybody else in men's in women's college basketball. Yep. So... Coach Oriema, I ask him point blank.
1: We're for a crowd around.
0: Coach, we're for a crowd. Is the American a multi bid league? And listeners, listen to what he said. Coach, is, is the American a multi bid league?
2: Multi
3: bid league? league? Uh it can be. Uh it should be. Um I think the uh, some of the things that the coaches talked about up there about scheduling. Um, and in scheduling it's not necessarily who you beat it's who you better not lose to so in the NCAA as you're going forward you have to understand that there are certain games that you better not lose and one of them is not Connecticut it doesn't matter what you do against us, win or lose No, that's not going to affect your ability to get in the NCAA tournament unless you beat us Okay, but even if you beat us there are other teams both in the league and outside the league that are on your schedule that if you want to play in the NC tournament, you have to win those games. And are we capable of doing that? I think so. I think so, like Jose said, you know, I think they got I think they got left out last year, unfairly. Unfairly. And a lot of it had to do with what happened in December. Well, what happened to the idea that your last ten games really has a lot to do with you know they didn't lose a game, I think, since since we beat them in January, or whatever the hell it was until they got to the tournament and they should have beat Louisville in, the, in, the, uh, in our conference tournament. So I think sometimes the committee speaks out of both sides of their mouth. You know? Um, and maybe what's... Um, how they deal with uh, a certain league and certain teams in that league not the same as they deal with another league and certain teams in that league. So I, I think we're going to get in and I think South Florida is going to get in and who else? Um, I don't know. I, I, it remains to be seen um, who can uh, who can put themselves in that in that situation. We have a lot of young players in our league, uh, so how that how that evolves, um, I don't know. Um, but our non-conference schedule uh, a lot of times is going to determine that, and also again. Um, The strength of your conference, I was saying earlier, is is not necessarily the top two or three teams in your league. It's what happens between four and eight or nine. So if those teams can be really, really competitive and two or three of them can separate themselves from everybody else, then I think we've got a chance.
1: I hear what he said. I did too. I was kind of shocked.
0: USF, it's all on you, baby. Coach Fernandez, is all in your lap. Dino, the man he, says, he point blank, his is right there. there for you. Pressure plus pipe. I mean,
4: he basically just oh, said. He diamonds. said.
1: He said, point blank, out his mouth was USF.
4: What he said, said we'll be there.
1: there. He said, and I'm looking. You know, I'm, uh, uh, USF has 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 a, has a shot. Uh, and then it didn't get any further.
0: Am I wrong? He said. He said. You listen. You, listen. You heard heard the comments, but he said obviously UConn's <coughs> in, and he said. South Florida is going to get in, so that's two teams right there from the American that are going that, to be. That in makes Turner.
4: it
1: a multi bid league.
0: We'll but, see, but I hope he's right. <laughs> I think he will. I think USF Wildcat <laughs> talked to three of the players yeah. at, at media day. Courtney Williams is one of the top players in the on top players in the country. Really, she's and the real deal.
1: And Alicia Moore.
0: Alicia Jenkins Jenkins. Jin- Jin- I'm sorry, a double double waiting to happen. Yeah, so they do have players. She's got rebounding
1: queen. They call her that. They call her, the, they call her the rebounding queen. And she's a fashion eater, too. She's a
0: diva. <laughs> yes. Follow her on Twitter. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. Trust yeah. me. She's a diva. Yeah. But <laughs> they, the, the ma- man said the American
1: is a multi-bid league. Came directly out of his mouth. I was kind of, I'm going to be honest with he you. You say kinda, that. I was kind of shocked when he said it. I was like, wow. You all heard it. He, he, he sees something that I don't see. But he mentioned, you know, the process and all about how USF. Had a shot last year, didn't get it, and how they have a shot this year coming in. I believe they
2: should have got it.
1: Yeah, Uh, because I mean, he just says, you know, the month of December was 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 just a bad time. And then when you, uh, I talked to because they had they had
0: some bad bad losses, as Zeno said in the comments. It's it's it's, not as who you beat; it's who you
1: don't lose to. Who you? No, he said who you shouldn't lose to. He said who you can't lose. Well. I reference that as you shouldn't be losing to them. But you, you, you especially, yeah, because if, if you, me, well. if you beat me,
2: if you beat me
1: and then you lose to somebody, else,
2: well, right? You don't do your Yeah,
1: them. yeah. You, you, that, that just like throws it out to one. That's work that you just didn't happen. But, um Coach Hernandez said, also mentioned in his, in the interview that I had with him about, you know, injuries and all the Knicks Knacks, and it was just a bad time and all But he did say they went home on a break. And he didn't say a lot to them. He said, but to the kids. But when they came back, everybody was ready to go to work and they dedicated the rest of the season to getting better and getting to the tournament. They, it was basically, he didn't have to do a whole lot of motivating. They understood what just happened. And when they went home, it was almost like, okay, I've been home long enough. I need to be getting back to school.
0: But here who, here is USF's non-conference schedule this month and December. Villanova, Chattanooga, Maryland, Oklahoma, Illinois, Kentucky, Stetson, St. John's, College of Charleston, Northern Colorado, and Penn State. Those,
1: Some of those teams are powerhouses, and others are top 25 teams. Now, folks, the reason for that is because I don't know about these other conferences, I can't speak for them, but in the American... There is a process for toward getting into a means, uh, a means to an end. In non-conference, getting ready for setting yourself up for conference play. It is about the brand. It is about the conference. It's also about the RPI. You must play a certain amount of, what is it, top 50? You must play X number team, the the top top 1 through
0: 50, as well as 51
1: through 100. And that crap? Got to be getting away from, it. because if you don't, you hurt your, you make a, it's a disservice to yourself as a coach, your team, and the conference itself. And in order for the conference to get better, as we've been mentioned earlier, you got to raise it, you got to step your game up, you got to play, folks. You know, things happen in the middle of the games. We all understand. You know, folks get hurt, whatever. But at the end of the day, you got to be playing somebody.
0: And real quick, the AP Top 25 poll came out of women's basketball. No surprise. UConn's unanimous choice for the top pick. All 35 first place votes.
1: Anybody that we know locally?
0: Uh, A&M. That's local. Anybody else? A&M. A&M was Texas A&M was fifth. Oh, they were in top five. What are
2: those? What are those? Look, look at the top five.
0: Number one, UConn. Number two, South Carolina. They played each other in February.
1: She's talking about jumping on them. No, Notre Dame, them number
0: three. Notre Dame, UConn play in December. Tennessee, UConn. Tennessee, number four. Tennessee don't play UConn anymore. For right now. Hopefully that'll change.
1: <clears throat> Hopefully, it'll Hopefully
0: change. that'll change. Holly Warlick. Hopefully it will change. Hopefully that'll change. Youngin. Holly Warlick. Youngin. Tennessee. Get that done, Youngin. Number five, Texas A&M. Get that done, number Youngin. Number six, Stanford. Number seven, Duke. A&M and Duke play each other in four weeks. November 30th. Inside Reed Arena. I will be there. Number yeah,
1: eight, man. I'm going I'm to ask for a
0: ride up. <laughs> number eight, Baylor. Number nine, Texas. Here you go. Number Texas number nine in this one. In our poll, I think Texas died number four. Uh, Baylor number 10, Kentucky 11, Louisville 12. Louisville has the number number one recruiting class I, in the I country. saw that. Uh, interesting. Number 13, North Carolina. 14, Michigan State. 15, California. 16, Nebraska. 17, West Virginia. 18, DePaul, 19, Iowa, 20, Oregon State, 21, Oklahoma State, 22, Dayton, 23, UCLA, 24, Rutgers, the ties at 24 24, spot Rutgers, and Syracuse. The USF got eight votes, and they're listed in the other rec- receiving votes group.
1: Anybody else out of California? Out of California? Nope.
0: Interesting. No, it's not because they lost their best player. Well, and there's a reason behind what I lost her best player. She was dismissed. But. It, and there's a reason for that too.
1: It, it, <laughs> folks, we dogging out laughing, but we, but we, one thing about it, we know who, we just know who shake, in charge.
0: Just shake your heads and just shake your heads. Listen, I'm we know, who in heads we know in just charge. We know your heads. We know
1: in charge. That's all I'm going to
0: say. I don't know all the details, but when I heard it, I just shook my head and just said, damn, what a shame.
1: Anyhow, let's talk to football, sir. Doc, what what happened? What happened yesterday? You know, I witnessed one game, but you witnessed a lot.
2: Maryland just continues to show that they are oh a yeah very it's... solid football, not only team. Now we can put them back in the czar of having a program. But Obviously, we you know they have a rich tradition. Right, it looks like they're back to their winning ways. They, in this is this... the G men. As they like to refer to themselves.
1: You can find a uh, post game uh, interview with uh, Coach uh, Hobbs uh, at AKSV The College Sports Report uh, Blogspot.com. It was interesting what he had to say. The uh, one thing that, that kind of like stood out was he mentioned, you know, the the little things. You know, we got to stay away from the penalties. We can't be turning the ball over. We can't be, you know, giving up short yardage situations and stuff. Uh, cause it, it forces us in some situation against certain teams to be out of what the, out of what we're doing and, and the other team dictate. But if I had to, uh, put a, uh, coin on it, I'd say right now it's looking like, uh, all coin and, uh, and gremlin in, in December here. And the only reason I say that.
2: I think. Southern would say, "Not now, so fast,
1: my friend." Well, you know what? They going. They going have that to come. That Bayou Classic. They're going to have to come with it. Should
2: be back on the map in terms of what people would like to now, see it be
1: in regard. And they back to follow.
2: Living up to what it is. They but, back
1: to follow. Grambling folks. They 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 follow down the road now. you yeah, well, you know,
2: yeah. Grambling follows the winner. That's just historically yeah, what they do. Similar to Southern, and that's why I say the Bayou Classic can be very. Enlightening this year with both teams winning. And think both it teams should continue be. Continue to win. Should be. Uh, Southern has one loss in terms of the conference race. So that head to head matchup could actually determine who will end up going to the championship game here in Houston at NRG Stadium. So that's why I said.
1: Not so fast. Not, not, not so, so fast. Like Ramon. Ramon. Not so fast. Ramon is
0: a Southern alum.
2: Yeah, he sure will well, be the first to tell you not so fast. Slow down, my friend. Slow down? Yeah, slow down. I don't know. But yeah. let me give you what's going on in the top ten.
1: Go ahead.
2: Uh, major division. Because really this week, all the action is going to transition to the mid-major. So I want to save them for last. Usually we do them first. Okay. But I'm going to show them for last. Because in two weeks, they head to the NCAA Division two playoffs. Look for both the SIEC and the CIAA to at least have one representative. Okay. There's an outside shot that uh, both. Or at least either one of them will have at least one additional member. But in a lot of ways, when well, so, you find out what the report from the mid majors, uh-huh. the playoffs for these teams will actually start this weekend. That's a little tease. But let's look at it's, not the entire top ten. That'll be reached first thing in the kay. morning, so you get a chance to email me if you want to directly before okay. it goes okay. up. Obviously, uh, BC
1: still uh, they they they're hanging tough. But Cookman, they still hanging. Yeah, tough. they. In the uh, that, that's I mean, all I want to I mean, know. That's the
2: man read sure. the list, man, it's it's it, man. It, you it, know, it. I'm kind of anticipating. I want to know what this. Usually, I just give the top five. Yeah, I, but because th- they draw my top interest 16, right now, you should. Because sixteen top six teams actually getting some type of vote. Oh, and the conversation we just had. How much? I'm mercy. going to add one additional team this week, so we're gonna start at number six. Number six is none other than those Southern Jaguars. Okay, just speaking of six and three. and they defeated 28-21, the Alabama State Hornets, who are falling harder than an anvil in water. (laughs) 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 Woo!
1: Folks, we talking about a heavy.
2: Yes. Everybody is starting to mention Barlow's in trouble. What we found out, though, behind the research, no, he's not. Barlow just signed a three-year extension. My understanding, he signed it after the Tennessee State game, where he won early in the season at home, (laughs) (laughs) bringing on his part. They were winning, looking like they were going to destroy the world. And as happened in the history, he tends to fall off late and it's happened right, a little okay. earlier than necessarily okay. in the, the season. So Barlow has a chance to build the ship uh, as Southern takes a down. Classic game in terms of the Hornets and Jaguars as they tend to play close games, uh-huh. but the Jaguars most of the time finds the way to win if you look at the series season. Southern Jaguars will host previous number 10 Texas Southern who has fallen out of the poll, who also serendipitously has lost three in a row yeah. in Alabama, yeah, yeah, as they're yeah. falling
4: harder than they have.
2: Five and four, three and four for the Tigers after a tough loss. We'll talk about that loss a little more because the team that played them is higher up in the rankings. At number five, the Arkansas State breaks seven and two, five and one. As you said, uh with that loss to Alabama State, they have all but uh locked up that Eastern Division swag. They do have to have a final win. Uh-huh. And they actually can do that this weekend as the Braves will travel to face Alabama and Bulldogs who are three and five, two and three. But the Bulldogs are hot. They've won the last two games, including the game against their rival, the Alabama Stork Hornets, that we talked about last week. Okay. This week, they beat up on a really Jackson State Tigers team oh. who looks like Harold Jackson may not even make it a year. Wow. The Braves received 81 points and two first place votes in this week's poll ranking as they continue to move forward. Bringing us to number four, the Grammar State Tigers, 6-3, and 6-0, and oh, as we said. They're growling hard, big
1: cat, they, big cat. They're, they're cat. back
2: in the football be- business, defeating Texas Southern Tigers 5-4, 3-4 in the season, Grammar State Tigers, uh, as they won the game 35-7, to seven, as they really just beat up on the Tigers. In a lot of ways, the game was closer than early, kind of spread apart as they took them away. Uh, in that game, but the Tigers do what they do. They just ca- find a way to continue to win, and they can win in so many different ways. It's really amazing to watch this team, particularly when you knew what they were just last week. Uh-huh. The Tigers received 82 points and two first-place votes this week in the poll rankings, and the Tigers will travel to face the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils, 2-7, and 1-6. and six. Uh, Shouldn't have a problem there in terms of just beating up on the Delta Devils. They have the new coach that came from Jackson State, as he is trying to rebuild that program that
1: So, so basically, coach kind of like this, like just throwing something out there, like on the loose host type mentality, like you know, he, going into a fight and all. You that talking that about he, and you're uh, uh, Coach no, Com- uh No, no, Gremlin. No, they're
2: gonna be able to do what they want in terms of against Valley. Valley just doesn't have enough depth. Like I said, they're rebuilding their program, so he really doesn't have any. He, he uh, talked like he would say he's gonna try to get that team to play up. But anybody's going to have a letdown against Valley, but they'll just be able to jump out on Valley and be able to beat Valley God. just because of the skill set of the players. <laughs> Valley did what they needed to do when they found a way to beat uh, Jackson State for the first time in 20 some 25 God, I got So they really had their momentous win. Already this season beating up on Jackson, so that home really coming in rival. Home in, us in rival the top three you asked about this team, yes, and right here at number three Bethune cookman wildcats seventy two four and one they bounced back after last week they played a top ten ranked team yep. defeating thirty four to twenty the North Carolina Carolina Central Eagles who are four and five three and two now uh the Eagles came in only one loss wanted to make a statement couldn't get it done, letting you know the Wildcats. Found a way to bounce back after that tough loss last week to South Carolina, so they're still in the mix. The Wildcats received 83 points and two first-place votes. As you see, it's tight at the top. A lot of teams have not really separated themselves, so we'll need to the rest of the season to find out who will be number one in Dr. the poll. Number three, Bethune and Wildcats will travel to face. They have their second top-10 team in Norfolk State Spartans, who are 4-5, 4-1. Norfolk State just jumped into the poll for the first time this season as their Really doing well in conference play, winning four uh, games, four of the last five games, if you would. And that is a matchup that features top ten teams, as we said. Bringing in number two, North Carolina a and Aggies, 7-2, 4-1. They were open this past weekend. The Aggies received 84 points, two first-place votes in the poll rankings. The Aggies will host number seven, Morgan State Bears, who are 5-4. and four. playing some very good football in the MEAC. That should be an interesting one. You will be able to see that one on the Thursday night as it is on ESPN 630 Central kickoff. Keep your eyes on that game. That should be an interesting one. Somebody will get their second loss and probably play themselves out of that conference race, which is what you've seen happen between Bethune, Cookman, and North Carolina Central Eagles last weekend. Number one, without further ado, second consecutive week, the South Carolina State Bulldogs 6-3, 4-1. Defeated 59-7, the Savannah State Tigers, who are 0-9, 0-6 in the MEAC race. Wasn't a contest. Shouldn't surprise you. Tigers make everybody feel like they're good on offense, as the Bulldogs had struggled early until they played the Tigers, and now they look like they're game-busters. The Bulldogs received 86 points and two first-place votes in the poll rankings. The Bulldogs will travel to Florida to face the Florida a and the Rattlers 2-7, 2-3. The big deal on the Rattlers is the fact that the Rattlers had actually released the coach, Holmes, who was alum, released them in the middle of the week during homecoming week. It was a story all over the internet, ablaze, particularly in the HBCU circle. Many people thought that Kellen Winslow was absurd to make that move and really just did it to embarrass the coach. He tried to put it out there that he needed to make it early enough so he could do some recruiting. I don't know what kind of recruiting they do at the HBCU levels they forces... A team to have to, uh, fire the coach, uh, before the wow. season ends, particularly during wow. the homecoming week. So a lot of Rattler fans could not quite enjoy homecoming as they want. And then to rub it in, uh, the salt in wounds a little more, if you would, they lost to Norfolk State 14 to 12 in terms of their contest there as the Rattlers did play valiantly for the student athletes because there was some thought in a moment with some wild twitters going on that they may do a Grammar. So it was quite, when I say a grammar, that means literally boycott the game and not play. They didn't want to do it for their own homecoming. It was a little easier for them not to do it since it was a home game and homecoming versus uh, being on the road, uh, and Jackson State's homecoming last year. Yeah. So oh, changed yeah. things around. But I don't see the Bulldogs having any problem with the family rattlers. Enough of that story, kind of letting you know. This is where the action gets off and gets going. We'll move a little closer through this because it ties in so perfectly in terms of the top 10, uh, teams here. Again, we'll look at the top six just because at number six, it starts to get interesting real quick. Number six, Miles, Golden Bears, six and three, five and one, defeated 26 to 22 to Stillman Tigers, another in-state rival who was four and five, uh, overall as well. The Golden Bears will host their in-state rival, the Tuskegee Golden Tigers, who are 7-2, and 6-0, and with the SIAC West Division on the line. This is for all the marvel. You want a championship, you need to win this game, and so we will see. This matchup obviously features two top-ten teams who seem like they were on a collision course since the beginning of the season. They played for this championship the last couple of years, splitting it both ways over the last two years, so one to keep your eyes on, uh, might be a little hint of a surprise as Tuskegee is further up in the poll rankings, but don't be surprised if the M- Mild Golden Bears finds a way to upset the Tuskegee Tigers as they try to get in there. Golden Bears earned 36 points in the poll rankings this week. Bringing us to number five, the Virginia Union Panthers, 7-2, 5-1, defeated 14-7, Elizabeth City State Vikings, who are 4-5, 3-3. and, five, three and three. Close matchup, but they got it done. So when you look at this, in terms of the big part of this game, similar to what we just talked about, they will play heated in-state rival Virginia State Trojans, 7-2, 6-0, with all the marbles on the line for the division. Bringing us to number four, Albany State Golden Rams, 6-2, 6-0, defeated 40-14. The number nine, Benedict Tigers, 4-5, and 2-4, to set up what they needed to do to create a all stakes matchup for the East Division of SIEC. But what happens? Fort Valley State was upset 24-21 by Morehouse, meaning Albany State Golden Rams. They're in. Don't have to worry about it, but don't be mistaken. This is a big-time rival between two teams in the state of Georgia that do not like each other, so they want bragging rights so the game still will mean everything as Albany State comes in at number four. Bringing us number three, the Virginia State Trojans team. We told you they played Virginia Union. They defeated 40-7, the Shawan Hawks. They are the Trojans are seven and two, six and so they set up everything nicely as they take on number six, the Virginia Union Panthers in the CIAA North Division showdown in the trip to the CIAA championship game. As I told you, the playoffs start next Saturday for the Division II level at the HBCU as we go into championship round action. And number two, those Tuskegee Golden Tigers, 6-2-6-0, defeated 28-25, closer than the most people thought. The Central State Matadors. Three and six, two and four on the season. And the Golden Tigers earned 98 points this week as they continue to push forward. As we said, they will travel to face in-state rival, the number seven Miles Golden Bears, 63-5 and oh, or five and one, I should say, in the SIC West Division showdown with a trip to the SIC Championship game on the line. Bringing us to number one, they've defeated everybody. No big deal. Winston-Salem State Rams shouldn't surprise you. 8-1, 6-0, defeating 61-10 the Shaw Bears, 3-6, 2-4. But as they have run through the HBCU, they have not played Fayetteville State. Well, Fayetteville State just happens to be 5-1, meaning they only have one conference loss. So this game means everything. So all the stuff that Winston-Salem State has done all year to go for naught if they do not defeat Fayetteville State. And guess what? They have to go on the road to do it. So number seven is Fayetteville State Broncos, 5-4, and 5-1 and one, as we said in the conference, which is where it really counts, CIAA South Division title. Because of that, it's still on the line. So this is an important game. Don't think the Rams will have uh, any problem with this matchup, but you know what happens in a winner-take-all game. Sometimes the ball is not round, as you know for <laughs> the Round Ball review. This football. It's oblong. This ball is oblong. As and in it we bounces know, different. And it bounces differently. So anything can happen in these types of games. We're setting up that such a way so you can at least consider at least checking the scores if not watching it. But that'll do it for Dr. HBC Sports Report. As you see, all the love and all the eyes should be on the HBC Mid-Major Division this week where all the true action really is for some big-time matchups. And we'll let you know exactly how everything turns out next week, same time, same channel. We'll release it to let you know who will be playing for conference championships next weekend.
0: We're going to talk football, but let me talk about my school, the U of H. Y'all won. Three in a row under the Greg Ward Jr. as quarterback. As Somebody we suggested the quarterback weeks ago, he should be starting instead of John O'Korn. And he's now starting, he won three straight, because the offense has been simplified and running the ball much more, much more effectively. Offensive line looks looks different too, Blocking. They can run block. They pass blocking looks better when you have a scrambling quarterback who can make you make defenders miss after you get whiffed when you blow a pass block. But um but yeah, the Cougars defeated South Florida twenty seven to three Saturday. There was not many people at that game in South Florida and Tampa. That means the stadium looked wow. It looked deserted. Wow. So I don't you know, South Florida's football is Falling on hard times, clearly, but the Cougars are now three and one in in the act. I think it's a four or five way tie, three and one for first place in the act. They're five and three overall, three and one in conference. <coughs> Homecoming is this Saturday, two thirty kickoff versus Tulane. I'll be there for probably a half before heading downtown to the Rockets game. Hopefully, I won't be too full.
2: <coughs> ah,
0: <laughs> 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 okay. Are you done with your with your Cougars, man? real quick because I, I think the fellas U of H fellas play at, at noon before the football game so if that's the case in the exhibition game let me check to make sure yeah Yep. Yeah. so there'll be a exhibition game U of H men play North Alabama at noon inside Hall of Pavilion and then so we can I'll be there pretty much most of the morning on campus like I was back in my student days so be there for Not the uh, library
1: you went in the library I hardly
0: went to the library I ain't gonna lie tell I tell that tale <laughs> I've been to a lot outside of <laughs> after graduating than I was when I was, when I was a student there. But like yeah. It was pretty <laughs> nice, didn't But, yeah, U of H <laughs> plays North Alabama at noon in basketball, and then U of H plays Tulane at 2.30 in football for homecoming. So I look to see a lot of alums on campus as we watch U of H win hopefully two games and see how construction is coming along with the basketball practice, the basketball development center as they want it to be known. Well, can you talk about um I can talk about anything? Hootie Who Hooty. or whatever them whatever you want hey, to do
1: over there. All on, I know is me. Rice is five, on five game winning streak and uh they rolled up FIU yesterday on the road. FIU was horrible. Uh thirty thirty one to seventeen, second week in a row that they shut out the uh uh, an off, uh set out the offense uh, zeros and but they also lost uh, uh Christian Coverton went down this weekend, uh don't know what the stats will find out tomorrow morning, uh, how that situation went. The other thing is, they've got homecoming scheduled this week, also. Uh, that game is it start at 11 o'clock, uh, Saturday morning, so it'll, it'll be another three day, three game day for, for me. I'll enjoy it, it'll be fun. Uh, also. Southland, as I, as I would yeah, be. I was just gonna make sure that you. That oh, you brought this up. Oh. Your other favorite team, you Oh yeah. Raptors. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Got mashed. They, they gave, everyone down the road and and they lost the recruiting uh, uh, situation because that's what that is right now. I mean, when they're trying to establish themselves, and, I told and, you and they had some it, work to do. And, and but they come up seventy two to, to fourteen. Thank you.
2: I was going to you know,
1: Oh there. no. Oh no. Uh-uh. I you know Lamar jumped on them and they and they rode them hard. Well, they wrote them down. They said, hey, if we get on your back. We're gonna ride you like a mule." And I'm not even gonna practice. talk about that
2: too much longer. But I'm gonna give some love to the other regional schools around here um, in terms of uh, the line. We got to talk about the battle of the Piney Woods. Oh, hey, Sam that, was next. State that was Nick. That was
1: Nick. Forty-two, twenty-eight over Stephen F. Austin. who was ranked uh, number twenty-four, twenty-third, twenty-three, uh, 23 depending uh, in the uh, depending on which poll you're looking at.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, got the, and the second team that's ranked in the in the conference is McNeese State is. Uh, Nine and eight. They beat, uh, Northwestern State 35 20, 28. The team that I was looking forward to, like, seeing some, some difference, uh, got caught yesterday. Abilene Christian beat, uh, beat Central Arkansas 52 35. That was not good. That was not good at all. But, um, you know, it, things happen. If you're Abilene
2: Christian fan. Right, yeah, well, yeah. We want, yeah. we want
1: to talk about not good
0: for our conference. a
1: conference. You know.
0: Temple beating East Carolina yesterday, twenty ten, was not good for me. the
1: American. That, that bothered me. A, that bothered me a lot because I was getting alerts on that, like upset alert, like, upset alert, like, and then got a file and said, it's done over. I'm like, <laughs> no, no. And as you, I told you, you you with the N- SEC. Oh, not, and we're we're gonna get to your part because your part, your I part, your part. That word came. That C word came up every day this week. Cannibalization. That word came up every day, oh, Doc. I, trained it was like I was like, "Damn it, I'm in New York and I can't get rid of this this, this word." Uh, Cannibalization every day, Doc. And I just a, told you, I love it. just like Air,
2: see. Anytime you had these perfect plans, there's somebody out there that's but digging to follow you up. D- but Doc,
1: Doc. Doc First it, of
2: all, you got to start with Georgia going down. That just blew up
0: part let's of my argument do. right there. Yeah, from winning the yeah. winning the SEC championship game because they just look.
1: Yeah, they got oh.
0: trucked by Florida, and so Florida beat them up thirty eight to twenty. Okay,
2: uh, then uh, you had uh, we, got, we got to look at this. Mississippi finds a way, just to escape. Give them credit, Mississippi State. Yeah, Arkansas seventeen ten. What's what's wrong with Arkansas? you know you watched the can't finish. Oh, they can't finish. Can't finish. Can't finish. I mean, they being in more close. I don't. Yeah. And you can even count on one hand. Somebody said on Twitter. Somebody said right. on
0: Twitter they're the best zero and five team in conference.
2: They're zero and five. I don't care. Yeah, they, well they are. They're they Zero are. And 5. five. You it's know, up because they're zero five. But they
1: I mean, are. It, so go base, go So basically, if they were, if, if they were in a, in another situation, uh, like another uh, conference, you know, let's say ACC. But they ain't. But O and five. argument. because if they're in another
2: conference, then they got to recruit towards another conference. So you you can't. they are like okay, Bill Parcel says, the
0: Howard record says, yeah, they won five.
2: Yes, bottom line. Okay, but you got to talk about that finish with the Auburn, oh. the Mississippi game. die It looks like Auburn is going down. Literally, coach it looks Mitchell. like the final score. The player goes into the touchdown when you first see it. They call a touchdown, right? And you see the ankle roll, and uh, which ends up being and during the process like of that, when you see that. You know it's not good, first of all. Right. But you're like, man, he did all that to sell out, to get in the end zone. Least he got the touchdown. Right. You know, you give him a lot of credit. You can be historical in the making in terms of doing that and you wish him the best luck. Then they had to review it like they do in a touchdown. And clearly when you see on a review, uh, because he was building back, his body had pretty much crossed. The right. End zone, his lower part, extremities. Right. Yeah. Uh, but his upper torso, had not and that's where the ball was. Well, so the ball gotcha, had not got gotcha, 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 because gotcha. of the gruesome part of the injury falling on his ankle as it snaps literally at the half yard line before he goes in. Right. Yeah. He let's go of the ball because of such a pain. And it's clearly recovered by Auburn. Another team that is just the opposite of Arkansas. It plays a lot of close games but they just find a way to win. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things when you talk about the ability when you talk about a team that's four and one but at the end of the day, all this does is what I said. I told you they were going to beat up. So I wasn't even mad when they had the rankings this past weekend. I thought it was wonderful. That you all, we all did. agree. You said it. You yeah, you <laughs> said three teams. You would be surprised if three teams were in
0: the first ranking, three SEC teams, and they were.
1: Now, Coach Mothers mentioned something after the game yesterday, uh, in post-game, and he pretty much was un- uh, universal in, in making that statement. His guys, he saw a different look after that game yesterday because he said his guys were almost like in relief that that game was over with. You know, before they had been, you know, defense, especially the defense had been just raw, raw, you know, getting, uh, you know, getting turnovers and stuff. He said mentally, it 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 looked it, they were different. It was almost like it's it's starting to get to You know, you're starting to realize where they are and what they're getting every week, and that's everybody's best game. And that's a situation, it's just like Coach Bailiff mentions every week. If you hadn't been hunted, and you just been the hunter, that other feeling, you just don't know what that is until it starts to wound.
2: Well, they get a week off as they play UT Martin, but they better wake up because it doesn't end in time quick.
1: <laughs> oh, no, its it, it, it,
2: Alabama, who at this point is number six. Hey. They're at Mississippi, who obviously still ranked four until the rankings give you an update on Thursday, right. where they'll be. They'll drop a little bit. They'll still be a top-ten team you would – Probably think at the worst top 15. So they still have a long way to go to close out. Uh, what they are on is such a wonderful ride. Coach but as I said,
0: Mississippi is, uh, it, it's going to fall out because you got
2: Alabama and Mississippi going to play now. So Mississippi State, somebody's got to lose. Yeah, Auburn and Alabama got to play. Somebody's got to lose. So that's why they keep said, score. You're going to have these teams with and two losses. And Mississippi
0: no would fall. be thrilled to death to win the Egg Bowl. And, and beat Mississippi State and give them their first loss. Yes, it would just make their season first and my the state rival. Exactly. But then knock them off the perch of undefeated.
1: Oh, that. So yeah, and, and, yeah. and my, my old Miss,
2: can't
1: go y'all. my my old Miss friends. Yeah, I'm pulling for you. But y'all got to get on because they go on the road for that game, right? Uh-huh. That's going to be a hard game to to complete.
2: Yeah, Mississippi State goes on the road to Mississippi. And oh, okay. okay, well, the other way
1: around. Yeah. Uh,
2: so, it'll be interesting. But let's give some love quickly before we move on to the other conferences. Beautiful game by TCU. And oh. Coming back to winning I, that game. Now, you know what? Looking like they were just dead to water. They were going to – They, they are an rich. expected. They would gave the SEC maybe another excuse as things going out, But it looks like that TCU-Kansas State game – Yeah, it's looming large, it's large going to be down the road. going to be a beautiful contest for people that follow college football. And state. they are the expected so right now. It, that's going to be kind of like I was talking about the mid-major. That's going to be one of those de facto – Playoff game, right. Kind of play into the play playoff. Then you quietly up there in the Big Ten country, Ohio State is rolling again. Uh, They're gonna have to play one big game. Can they get it done against Michigan State, who is solid? Yeah. Very underrated. Yeah. Just like the city that they are, uh, the state that they represent. Yeah. Uh, they just uh, blue collar labor. Blue blue collar team. Solid team, not going to say a whole bunch, but they they can play some football. You you can sit up there and act like they can't play as you want. You go over there to the Pac-12. Oregon is rolling again. You had some tough losses between mm-hmm. Arizona mm-hmm. last night. Stayed up and watched those games. Arizona, Arizona State yeah, playing very good. Yep. If they run
1: the table, table mm-hmm. it's going to get real interesting. interesting.
2: Yep. They have Oregon mm-hmm. in terms of the championship game. They're going to be in it. That's why I said uh, no matter what you look at, the SEC – is not going to get two teams. Write it, book it. The doctor, the professor, said it right here. The sports professor is telling you what I'm talking about. No, Again, no. We November, have to November second,
1: November second. he said it. 2014. He
0: said it consistently. I'm you he said it consistently, I said it
2: consistently. Yeah. You got Notre Dame. They run the table. They're gonna put themselves in a good argument. Oh yeah. Over a two lost SEC team, and finally, Florida State. They're not going to leave out a team that won the championship even with one loss. You know, they're,
1: they're, so, they're in an interesting uh, dynamic
0: right now. they're now their teams in the ACC are now creeping into the top 25. Yes. Duke. That's I right. think Miami is going to end up back in there. Clemson is moving up the top 25 ranking. Right. So so their resume is going to look a lot better at the end of the season.
1: Got to keep winning.
0: But that TCU-Kansas State game, six thirty, November 8th, Saturday, a few days away, Kansas State at TCU. Huge! It's going uh, to be on Fox. So, Fox got that game. Yep. Yeah, it's part of the Big 12 package. So Fox. I can get
1: that on my phone they're now. So they're that having on it on, on Fox Sports. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I can be portable again. Not number
2: one, Fox. This is, right here it says Fox. So Fox is going to pull it over just like uh ESPN does with ABC hey. Smart.
1: You know, this it's, it's it's all about well, switches. What
2: time huh? in the game do they have the game? 6.30. It's, it's all about switches,
1: now, Doc. It's all about switches. Now they hit a, hit a time switch time. and like boom. Prime time. Yep. Oh, Prime yeah. time. Yeah. It's gonna be a day. The Saturday's gonna be good. Then I'm gonna look forward to that day.
2: Well, you had uh, give us some opening to basketball before. we Yeah. Close up. What did
1: you see the other you know, that other night that get you?
0: Three. No surprise there.
1: Did you, what coach. did you see last night with the, with the Rockets that makes a difference? I
0: saw a bad Celtic team can't shoot, worth a damn. Yeah, they can can't were can't zero for twenty-one from three-point line till um, I think Jeff Green. Made their first three of the game. The Celtics ended up one for 25. One for 25 from three-point range. That's hard to do. Man. One for 25 from three-point range. Yeah. Ugh. Cleveland Cavaliers, of LeBron. I saw Chicago thump the Knicks on Wednesday. And then the Knicks, Thursday, go to Cleveland and beat Cleveland.
2: Wow.
0: LeBron told everybody who listened, that we are – a work in progress. Work in progress. You know, folks, him and Ha Ha Ha, they got all that talent, so whatever. But see. You got to play together. You got to be together for a while to know how people work and what people like, the tendencies and what they yep. like the ball and yes. things like yep. that. So that's all part of basketball, all part basketball, of team sports.
2: Basketball, fishing out, like yourself. So that's what makes basketball yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Like a lot of other teams, you got to really have that match with everybody that's playing. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, the NBA is off to a great. Beginning of the season? But the Rockets Networking, have a, some,
0: like some tests t- this week. They, they don't have a test on Monday. They play Philadelphia, so that's not a test. Right. Even though the Sixers beat them last year in Philly. That alone, I think, will be motivation enough. All Kevin Kale has to do is say, last year we lost to this team here. In the, from the board, that's all he need to say. It should blast the Sixers. Thursday, <laughs> like Tuesday that. they play the Heat. In Miami. Then Thursday they play the, the defending champions, San Antonio Spurs, in Houston. Miami. Looking forward to that game. So that's, I think, will be on TNT, I believe. So Charles Barkley and crew. What did and
2: you crew. think about TNT opening up the season in New York in terms of marketing-wise? I thought it was a brilliant business. What did you think? I, I agree. Definitely agree.
0: And then agree. Thursday Rockets, I mean Saturday Rockets in the week, home versus Golden State. Okay. So, oh. so, yeah. That three, three point shoot coming State. at the time. So Hard luck
2: Westbrook, boy. Out four weeks. You know what
0: okay, f- see, how, Thunder. They, oh, gonna have? they how? got, I think, nine guys hurt. Eight or nine guys hurt. Four of them are hurt at least two weeks. So, that's enough to petition the league for some player roster exceptions. So, we'll see if. For how if many? The NBA, one player or two? It's got to be at least four. I think that just gets you one. One okay. exception. So, they. They, they need to participate in the league to have enough healthy bodies to suit up. So that's how things go. And yet they, and they come the off the mean beat, beat I mean, beat as the far as,
1: as far as players in uniform, healthy to play, what? Eight. Wow. To right.
2: start, remember you had that game not too long ago where you had about eight, seven, eight players and five of them filed out. Literally, we would have had four. The, that old rule that came in where you can't file out the fifth person. So they need to leave that five on the court.
1: Wow. So they had oh. the guy that had the six foul to actually. I, had got, I didn't know that still existed. I thought maybe they just kind of like to the pull that out, had out had of
2: the book. And they had to go back in the rule book. Yep. <laughs> so NBA is oh, underway. Oh, man. This Real is a lot quick, of horror
1: basketball. Damn.
2: want
0: to uh, congratulate everyone involved uh, with Lauren Hill game. How's today. that going? I know you. She played game of today at 1 o'clock Central Time. Um She scored. They ran a play for her off the tip
1: off. She scored a yeah. left hand layup. So. Oh, that's Now that, 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 that makes my day right there. I left another. it. South Park. No, no, no. She's not left handed. She scored a left hand layup. Scored, that, you said a
0: left hand. Because, no, no. Her, her, right hand is her strong hand. Okay. But not. because of the cancer, she's had to work on the left hand. To develop those skills because she's losing more of her her strength in the right side of her body, so she's had to strengthen and work on the left side. So now, she able she scored the bucket. That's why with you become head. ambidextrous.
2: Is that is that how you? Did that? Yeah, yeah. I think so, the yeah. biggest issue here though is what yeah. she's dealing with. In terms I, I understand, of
1: but the fact that she was able to there do there you that go.
2: Lets you Smart
1: know. basketball players are capable of doing that. Dumb basketball players are not. That was referenced right. this week also at the American. True. <laughs> don't, don't, because <True. laughs> it came from uh, quite a few coaches who
0: are not happy. <laughs> yes. There were some coaches, uh, that's a new coach, Ronald Rompola said, uh, well, I'm say this. Gino, once again, once again, Coach Oryema yeah. said, if he sees a player, if he's recruiting a player who has a trainer, he knows they suck.
1: That ain't going to happen. Miss- yeah.
0: He <laughs> says, if a kid has a trainer, they all they've learned what they've learned is me, 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 instead of we, 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 we. Instead of team concept of basketball, they're working all about their individual skills instead of how to be a team player. Ronald Rapola from SMU. <laughs> that they came directly from his mouth, Doc. He, came down, he went to. Free, he, grabbed many, McCom- <laughs> a. he grabbed the mic from a coach. too many and He grabbed the mic in the summertime. Kids aren't kids are working on team basketball. Too many individual skills. Coach Rampola says she didn't even need a trainer. Why why basically she said trainers are getting over. Because when she played ball, and if you were just want to work on your skills, you can work on your skills with your teammates. teammates. Yeah. You don't need a trainer to spend money on to teach you how to do this, that, and other. She just said if you want to learn how to play basketball and improve your skills, Work out with some teammates. Work out with, you know, that kind of mentality. So, yeah, they
2: they threw some rocks oh, at, oh, the yeah. oh, at the folks
1: during this panel. The the, the panel, was, was, they was running hard. They were yeah, running hard. Yeah,
2: and I, I think, to some degree, some of what they're saying is true. But I also just have to dig into my I know, bag. But and I think mean, a lot of this is also a way because, unfortunately, some of those are trainers or people that either are or associated with these runners that are attached to agents. So this is another bigger picture issue where you're really trying to separate those agents and getting in the mix. And again, I don't necessarily have a huge problem with them saying that, letting players know they get better. But again, it's intriguing to me on how inclusive they want this in terms of they want all the power, they want all the control. And you know a lot of people that can't necessarily get into the coaching, fraternity, uh-huh. the sorority, right. you want to talk about it when you include women. Basketball is a fact. You have other folks that are literally trying to find a way to make a living on a sport that they love. And because you don't like some of the things that are going on, you want to discredit it. I think in a lot of ways that that, that is difficult for me to buy totally into that. Because these are individuals that want to work just like you. So Uh, anybody that is truly a part of their craft, obviously a body of craft is working with the team, but there are some self-concepts where you need to uh, work with yourself in terms of developing who you are as an individual. Uh And sometimes to do that should be about yourself, and sometimes if you can work with the individual that can help you with that, it's about yourself. And to suggest to me that the only way you can do that is in team environments all the time, to me is ridiculous in a lot of ways And to me, it's kind of self-righteous because you spin it in such a way Uh where it's just all about negative. You didn't say the counterbalance. If you open it up and you say that there are some individuals that are working with these individuals that are deplorable, doing negative things and are not really doing it, I could work on that. But when you exclusively try to block out everybody, I started to have a problem.
0: Yeah, she threw a blanket over everybody and, and you know, that part I disagree with. We're getting back to Lauren Hill. I'm reading recap of the game. Okay. That Mount St. Joseph did win today, sixty-six fifty five in front of ten thousand fans and Wildcat. Yep. She scored the final bucket of the game with her right hand. All right. Okay. So, uh, she was put back in the game with about a minute left in the game, wow. thirty seconds left in the game. She took a layup with a right hand. She missed. Teammate rebounded the ball, gave it back to Lauren, and she made it this time with her right hand. So she finished with four points in the game. And before we got over here for the podcast, she was interviewed during the game. She told one of the announcers, because, you know, all this is this is Lauren's last game. You know, this would be her last game, et cetera, because the tumor is inoperable, and she doesn't have much longer to live. But during the interview, she said, no, no, it's not my last game. It's my first collegiate game. So that is the positive spin she's putting on everything, which gives you an example of the courage and the outlook that she has throughout this entire ordeal, what I'll call it. But this is just as she has said, this is what God has for her. God has put this in her path, chose her to go through this and to be a spokesman for the disease, to raise awareness about the disease, and if that's what he intends her to do, then she accepts it, and that's how it is. So that how that's how Lauren Hill of Mount Saint Joseph's Division Three basketball is living her life. And on that note, I'm going to wrap it up. I want to thank all of you for listening. SoundCloud, iTunes, fellas, thank you for your insight. As always, we'll be here next week, listeners. You let me down when you come into uh, tweeting this about topics and critiques and. S- Subjects and stake bets suggested you want to see. None of y'all went to the Facebook page and to uh, discuss topics for the Wildcat and, and Doc to bet some stakes on. So you got, I'm challenging you, especially Reagan graduate. I know you listen to the podcast because you heard it one time. You heard me say it last week. I'm challenging you again to do something. Come email me if you have to. Since you tell me you, you can't, you don't, you're not on Facebook. You don't have Twitter. I don't know how a Reagan graduate could be so low tech. But anyway. You're an
1: HISD guy. You're, you're supposed to get that done. Product, so you're supposed you to figure out a way to get that's that's this right. done, Mr. That's Reagan. Right. So. I got, I got one thing. Go in Look, if you're the SID and you got this, you got the information correct, are you the person that's reporting on the story? Have your facts together. Rice is three and one in the conference. They're on a five game winning streak. They are not three and two. I want to thank Chuck Poole for co- for the correction and putting it correctly on the Rice football page. Thank you, sir. I will give you accolades tomorrow. But somebody, when you are a stringer, get your facts together and do your work correctly. You're getting paid. I'm done. Thank you, sir. we going to wrap it up. Cause if always know, always mean, well, hey Hey, hey,
0: hey. Okay, now. You know. This is true. But. <laughs> iTunes, SoundCloud.com. We're on Facebook at our Facebook page, KG Fifth Ward Wildcat and Doc Facebook page. All of us are on Twitter, Instagram. Listen to, tweet, retweet the links to the podcast. We do good work. We touch on a lot of different topics during this podcast, as we always do. Because what that's what we do. That's who we are. And as I've said to each of you in the podcast who listen. If we don't know, we'll ask somebody who does know. We don't know everything, but we will try to find out information for you. Oh, one last thing. Go vote.
1: Yes. Go vote. I'm going to yes. tell you who to vote for. Go Just vote. go vote. That's right. Go vote. Tuesday, get your butt. If you have voted, go, go get vote. Get that done.
2: Yeah, if you haven't already.
0: Now. Now we ready. In conclusion. Have mercy. Be true. Yes. Be cool. Yes. And do more. Yes, sir.